0: I'm an American
1: Welcome. You are listening to the Loving Liberty Network. This is the Liberty Mom Show. Liberty Moms are the original Secretaries of Defense, the real defenders of the home front. We are there when it comes to defending our families and our communities, and we're so happy that you're joining us today. I'm Delaine England, your host, and I have a great guest. I am so thrilled to have. We've had Julie Richards before. Julie, welcome. Julie is an amazing Liberty mom, and she's brilliant. She is so smart. I love being around such a smart person. It <laughs> makes me feel more intelligent. <laughs> but she is really, she has her bachelor's in research, the research field. She has done so much in the in the lines of research. and And also, what's also interesting is she's also a master at communication. She knows how to teach people and she does that for a living she teaches people how to communicate in effective ways where we can get along and be nice and respectful and still make our points so i love that and julie we're so very happy to have you with us today julie is just i just have to get this out julie just got accepted to go to law school so she's moving to kentucky and so she'll be um, a liberty mom in kentucky attending law school and we need some great liberty mom attorneys julie so welcome. I'm ah. so happy to have you.
2: Thank you Dylan, I'm super excited to come on and talk today.
1: So, cool. thanks for being so kind. Oh, thank you. We are dealing I think across really not just across the state of Utah, not just across the United States, but literally across the entire world. We're dealing with an issue right now that is it's very interesting because and it's the it's the issue of wearing a face shield, a mask wearing a muzzle, whatever you want to call it, wearing something over a protective fabric over your mouth and nose out in public on a regular basis. And it's interesting because we have people that actually believe that they, if they don't wear it, they're going to kill someone. They're either going to kill their teacher. They're going to kill grandma. They're going to kill the person in the store with them. So they feel like they have a moral duty to wear some kind of covering over their face. And then we have people who feel like they don't believe that it actually helps, and they feel like having our liberty is more important than having security, and so they feel that they shouldn't be forced by any government or any entity to wear a mask if they don't want to. And so I wanted to have Julie on today to kind of share some of the science, because we're being told, you know, it's scientific and scientifically proven. The thing we haven't spent very much time addressing in reality is the actual cost to people emotionally and socially and mentally, the mental costs to wearing masks. So, Julie, give us your thoughts on this. What do you think? How do you think this is impacting our society right now? Well, I think this issue
2: is kind of delicate in a lot of ways, Um, mostly because just like you said, you know, a, a lot of people are emotionally involved in it and are worried about hurting someone else by not wearing a face covering, but also, you know, really emotionally bound by the fact that, you know, it's not constitutional to be doing this and choosing this. And so where does that lie? You know, we've heard our... Uh, government organizations tell us like yeah we support masking and you know even double masking however we haven't heard a lot about like you said a lot of the psychological um, effects and um just to like address the idea that you are going to kill someone if you're not wearing a mask before I delve into the you know, psychological effects. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely not true that you're going to kill someone if you don't wear a mask. That is that is a myth. That is something that is often portrayed, been portrayed to us. It, you're
1: not going to kill someone, right? Um, I think there's so like truly, a lot. How do, how do people know that's true? Is it the fact that 99.9507% of people survive COVID? even without a vaccination or with or without masks, like how do people really know that you're not going to, if you're asymptomatic, how do you know you're not going to give it to somebody and they're not going to die from it? So, um, so there's a lot to that question. Yes, so there there
2: are hundreds. So the, the mask debate is not new, like whether or not masks work. It, it's not new. People think that it's new because now it's like very controversial. However, we've been doing studies on it, hundreds of studies over years since the 1800s, and um, And overwhelmingly, you know, in every viral outbreak we've ever had, we've always discouraged mask wearing because viral particles are so small that they can get through masks. And that's why Dr. Fauci in the beginning of the pandemic, right, he said, you know, you don't need to wear a mask. Right. We didn't wear a mask for SARS or MERS. Um, however, you know, it, it did become a very political issue. There was a lot of push on it. And then studies started to come out and say, like, well, maybe it can block some particles and, you um, if you look at the CDC's website on you know their where they recommend masking and you actually read the studies that they use to purport that masking, you know, helps individuals and, and keeps you from spreading dro- droplets. Um, you'll find that and I, what I found that were that the the studies were actually pretty weak um, very weak for example, the the very first study that they use is it's really a study on only one person but they they use five people right the <laughs> the sample size is really abysmal it's tiny you know um, the other mask is masking issues on the flu um, rather than on you know a viral infection that's respiratory like, SARS or MERS um, things like that some of them are a little stronger like there's a little bit more evidence there but a lot of it's weak and, and when you compare that to all of the studies that have come out before this was a big issue what you find is that it may help I think I felt like this the big CDC study that just came out recently really summarized this really well because um, a lot of people jumped on the CDC report that just came out it was a giant study. they went county by county looking at hospitalizations and masks mandates, mask mandates and um, and it was really interesting because the highest at the highest point where they saw masks helping the most they could help the most up to 1.8 percent at the highest. And that rate was after 100 days and it was only in certain areas. And that was like the highest of the high number that they could get masked to show helping people in reality. And I think that's like a great sum up of of masking and how helpful it is. Because you know it, it may well. It, it's just like all the conclusions that came before, right? It may block droplets. It may exactly right, but it, it's you know it can't drop all block all the dro- droplets, and it's impossible for it to block a virus because the virus is much smaller than the mask and um, than the holes in the mask, right? Like than the the threading. And the other thing I just want to say really quickly is I think people are really worried about being asymptomatic. The, those people should really take a look at, at the studies about being asymptomatic because those studies, just like the math studies, are based on five people, four people, you know, and those there are really three or four main studies we've used all on with a sample size of 10 people or less. Um, that barely show any kind of asymptomatic um, contraction. And even then the beginning of all of this, the CDC run a, ran a study that actually had a couple thousand people in it. And they said, we see that, you know, asymptomatic spread is not
1: an issue. And we knew this in April when that release yes. came out, right? Yes. We knew. It's on, their web, it's on the CDC's website. They came it out is. with it. Nobody wanted to talk about it, but they they kind of hid it, but they, it was out there. Yeah, exactly.
2: So I just want to say that evidence on asymptomatic spread is extremely minimal, although if you listened to the, the media and what people are telling you and even some of your doctors, you would think asymptomatic spread is a really big deal. But if you really get down to brass tacks and really look at all of the studies that have been done on asymptomatic spread, it is like almost zero right that the chance is like 0.002% that you would ever could ever even do it asymptomatically it's not a problem so that's those are some big reasons we don't medically need to worry about masking and you know okay. i know people are saying what about double masking
1: um really? again yes we i'm so sorry to interrupt we need to take yeah. a quick break we're going to take yeah. a break We'll be right back awesome
3: He was 47. What about Janice and the kids?
1: Do they have life insurance?
0: No. Call Select Quote
3: now and get the insurance your family needs at a price you can afford. In minutes, Select Quote found John, 45, in excellent health, a $500,000 policy for only $29 a month. And his wife, Ann, 43, in excellent health, a $500,000 policy for only $21 a month. At Select Quote, we comparison shop some of the most trusted insurance companies in America to find you the best rate in minutes. And it's free. For your free quote, call 1 800 644 1331. That's 1 800 644 1331. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1 800 644 1331. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Pure light has invented a new type of LED light bulb that makes all other light bulbs obsolete. This new type of LED bulb acts like a $1,000 air purification system, only better Put this light bulb in, turn it on, and within minutes, it starts cleaning and purifying the air and the surfaces around it. I have a stinky dog, and so I put the four bulbs in within 24 hours. I could tolerate it, and then when I turn the lights on in the morning, I went back 20 minutes later nothing, no smell. The Pure Light LED light bulb performs seven functions besides providing light, including cleaning the air of all types of odors, any kind of smoke, of eliminating mold, and eliminating deadly germs like salmonella, E. coli, even flesh-eating bacteria. My kids who are grown up, say our house smells like old people' house. And so I put bulbs in the hallway, and my uh, kids from Florida came last week and said, yeah, the house smells great. See for yourself at pure-light.com. That's pure Light. It's the next generation of light
0: an amazing day, friends. John and Chelsea Jubilee here. By now, surely you've heard us on Wayne and you're wondering, what is this amazing protocol that reverses my medical ailments, helps me gain lean muscle, helps me drop my body fat and gain hydration? Well, let me tell you what it is. It's a scientific sequencing of six things that you're going to do for 88 days and two weeks. And in this scientific sequence, your cells are going to open up and become porous like a sponge instead of like a glass hard marble. Inside is going to come your intercellular hydration and the eviction notice is coming to all the toxins and inflammation of your body. That's why you reverse. It's so simple. You have Chelsea and I every week as live coaches on a live Zoom call. All you have to do is call us today at 888-444-8895 or log on to energizehealth.com.
1: Welcome Welcome back. We're so happy today. She's a super Liberty mom. And we are talking about some of the effects, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally, the effects of mask wearing on our individual people and on society. So, Julie, you were talking about some of the effects of possible double masking, if that was going to be effective, since the studies do show masking is really not effective.
2: Yeah, so um, that's the big thing that's come out now. What about double masking? Shouldn't it be twice as effective? Shouldn't it help people? The really the only data that we really have on double masking is um, based on the CDC's recent study, but this study was done on mannequins, um, not actually on people. So um, in my mind, that's a really big problem. <laughs> That we're doing this, you know, since we weren't able to spread COVID between from mannequins that were double masked, (laughs) therefore double masking works is a really, really poor
1: hypothesis. (laughs)
2: Uh, oh, Julie, you know, come
1: on. That can't even be real. Come on.
2: <laughs> um, and the other thing about this study, what the researchers said, you know, near the conclusion, they said, you know, something we should address is we don't know what this is going to do to people's blood oxygen levels or whether or not you'll be able to breathe. It may be quite difficult to breathe, but since we did this on mannequins, we have no idea whether or not people can can breathe effectively. So. If you want to talk about double masking, you know, the only real evidence we have is on some mannequins that didn't COVID, um, because they were wearing two masks apparently.
1: <laughs> so that seems um, like it'd be really effective though. I can see double masks on mannequins being very effective. That oh, it would be yeah. hard. It would be hard to spread COVID. Right. Especially when you mannequins. you know
2: try to spray you spray water droplets out of there mouths and just measure how many of the water droplets
1: get through the mask super effective (laughs) but yeah that just makes so much sense it makes so much (laughs) that's a perfect way to get your study to say what you want it to
2: yeah definitely and I and I think we're kind of grasping at straws we you know some of this data really is in now because the the real data that matters at this point is you know a lot of these um are states that have been unmasked and are unmasked for a long time. And what are their numbers? You know um, we heard that president Biden called what Texas was doing quote Neanderthal thinking. And yet, Right after they removed the mandate, the cases went down. They dropped. What did we see in Florida? Their cases are much lower than any of the other states that are, you know, mandating masks around them. Um, The same thing, South Dakota, these other uh, places that have decided to go ahead and let go of the mandate are seeing large drops
1: in their um, cases. Which is so interesting because it's like you look at California versus Florida they have similar, almost identical populations, both are by the coast, both have warm climates, and yet California shut down their economy, masked heavily, and so did New York, and then you have Florida that didn't shut down, and people can wear masks there, but a lot of people don't, like a high percentage of people do not mask there. It was never mandated, and yet the rates of of death and the rates of transmission or, or contraction of covid are are very much the same, only slightly lower in Florida. So it is interesting that it didn't seem it doesn't prove out in Florida and California. It it yes. just shows that it had no positive effect whatsoever. Yeah. But we do know it does compromise your immune system, which kind of makes sense that why it it almost as shows it's beneficial. Well I think it does show it's beneficial because when you reduce your immune system, then more people are going to not just get it, but um, but suffer from it.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think we kind of have a little bit, we have some data and we have some research that may explain why actually taking off the mask can be more effective in drop cases. There are a bunch of studies that we did in, in the 80s. And um, starting in uh, 1984, and these studies actually were done in operating rooms, and um, you would think in an operating room, right, you know, you absolutely should wear a mask because it's a sterile procedure, and, you know, we we need to be really careful about, you know, passing infection to someone while their skin is not there, Um, while, while they're being cut open. However, this, it was a slew of studies. There's, you know, about 20 studies, all in operating rooms, um, and they had people, you know, surgeons and and nurses and everyone who was in the operating room not wear masks, and the patient also not wear a mask, or everyone wear, wear masks in the operating room. And actually, what they found was that these patients ended up having a higher rate of infection with people who had masks on, which you would think would be the opposite you of would. the case. Yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah. Uh, however, the high the the conclusion that they came to was that masks can act as a carrier of disease and act as you know uh, people don't understand this but you know even minutes after you put on your mask and you start having bacteria breeding in there and starting to grow on your mask and that can cause alternate infections and so you know the way that we wear masks is extremely impractical in an operating room right they they don't even have they can't even itch their own nose right they have a nurse Mm. with like a thing that has to itch their nose for them they can't adjust it the nurse has to you know do it in a sterile way they have to change their masks every couple hours um and so we're not wearing masks like that. And, you know, that's the cleanest way to wear them. We're not doing that, right? We touch our mask. We pull it down. We put it on. How many times have you washed your mask this week? Do you wash it every three hours? Do you change it every three hours? Because you should, right? Okay. Um, if we really wanted to stop infection, these are the things that we should be doing and to make masks more effective. But we're not. And um, the idea of masking children, which we're kind of talking about today, right. is, uh, is almost... In all honesty, is almost a laughable idea, um, because children will never be able to wear masks properly, and especially not for long periods of time. And so, I think these studies done in the '80s really had it right. You know, it may not be that we are passing COVID through our through our masks per se. But what, what's probably more likely to be happening is as we re-breathe in all the bacteria and everything that's in our mask, we're causing more infection to ourselves and to other people who touch them as we touch our masks and touch everything else, we're causing more infection. I think that's really what we're seeing in these states, because if you look at when, even in Utah, right, when we put in the mask mandate till now, cases shot up and they've stayed high, regardless of the amount of masking. And the amount of masking is extremely high in Utah and has been for a long time. So the idea that it's these people who don't wear masks is a silly idea. First of all, we have a really high rate. The idea that it's really helping our children or our teachers is a silly idea because kids are going to touch their masks, They're going to touch everything else. It'll, they don't wear them properly and neither do the teachers. So I think from a, as we've covered pretty thoroughly from a medical standpoint, Um, it's poor to continue this and it's not having a positive effect that we want it to be having.
1: That is so interesting. And I, that is so interesting. That is so true about Utah. We've been really under high mask mandate for the past year. And, and as we did that mandate, the numbers absolutely did go up. They increased, they didn't reduce, but as many, a doctor has said that that and especially virologists are saying you can't hide from a virus. So you just have to build your immune system up and expose healthy people to the virus so that then they can, that's how you get the herd immunity and healthy people will be fine being exposed to it. You want to protect the at risk and the unhealthy people, they don't want to get it because that could really cause serious damage to them. So very, very interesting, Julie. Okay, we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back to the Liberty Mom Show. Are listening to the Loving Liberty Network? This is the Liberty Mom Show. Liberty Moms are the original Secretaries of Defense, the real defenders of the home front. We are there when it comes to protecting our families and our communities. We're so happy to have you stay with us and join us today, is Liberty Mom Julie Richards. So, Julie, you've done such an excellent job explaining why we don't want a double mask and why you know why even though the and the efficacy of the of the studies i you know as i've read every single study that i've read that says how great mask wearing saying suggesting that it's good if you read the study it says we believe it may we think that it could it's very subjective it doesn't ever produce any data there's no data no numbers no actual studies it just purports a belief system so you have to they've they've written it well and it is compelling because go, we believe this is really going to be super effective but you know if I believe that you're an axe murder it doesn't really mean it's true and I could believe that about anything and so I think or I believe they're really not they don't really carry they really wouldn't be considered scientific would you agree
2: I agree. Yeah, and I think we have to be careful about coming to conclusions. And um, yes. it should be noted that in research, you know, we we do have to be careful about what we can say, you know, whether or not we can say there's a strong correlation. However, I would agree that the language that is used in most masking studies um, is pretty weak um, as far as uh, holding, you know, water to the data and actually showing, you know, what their results were, you know, counting on the results, looking at what it is, you know, instead of just making the conclusion you want to make.
1: Exactly. Okay. So Julie, since our children in school in Utah, they, we are going to get out of our mask mandate on tomorrow on April, well, April 10th we are. And so, but our school children are still mostly the, 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 the um, sorry, the principal. The principal of each school can remove the mandate. So a principal has the authority in the state of Utah to remove the mandate. The county commissioners and the county health department have the authority to reinforce a mandate for health purposes But mostly people in Utah are going to be let out of this mask mandate, and yet our children will still be subjected to it because the schools are coming out saying we're going to continue to force the children to wear masks at school. So I would like to get your your research and your take and perspective on how do you feel this has affected our young people thus far in wearing masks to school. And then we could also talk about what it will do to them psychologically when all the adults are out of masks, but they're still wearing them.
2: Yeah, so I think it's had um, a lot of effects on children, and a lot of them are psychological and mental effects that we've talked about. And this is a region where we really haven't talked about this very much. You know, out in the open, the media isn't talking about this but the fact that there are real psychological consequences for requiring children to wear masks and that those consequences are not necessarily positive consequences. And I think, you know, um, this is just anecdotal, but I have a a friend who she travels around, you know, the nation. You know, she's in Georgia and Texas. She's in California. She goes everywhere and and she talks to um, teenagers all about, um their health and things like that and she always asks them what do you think your risk of dying of covid-19 is what do you think the risk is and they always say you know oh 50% the risk is 50 75% i have a 75% chance of dying Are and you serious um, Yes, yes, that, that is the perception that they have, that if I get it, I, it's very likely I will die. And um, is she always asks them, how many kids do you think, kid, teenagers your age, how many do you think have died in your county of COVID-19, right? And the answer is usually almost always zero, right? Zero to 10 right. maybe. Right. Um, and they're shocked, right? These kids are absolutely shocked. That you know, it's all it's zero kids, only 10 kids. Well, I thought it was because they always guess numbers like 10,000, 15,000, 5,000 people, right? And she said the lowest guess, and she again has interviewed hundreds, hundreds of teenagers, hundreds and hundreds all over the country. She said the lowest guess that she has ever gotten is 500. That is the lowest guess she's ever gotten.
1: Yeah, isn't that so fascinating? What this yes. social engineering has done to the belief system of our children. Yes. And the truth is 208 minors across the entire United States for the entire time, COVID has been a thing. 208 minors, people under 18 years old have passed away with COVID, not necessarily from it. It's only been 208. And to put that in perspective, over 2,000 children have died from cancer in the same time period, and over 2,000 children have died from automobile accidents, which, yeah. which people are still getting in their cars. I mean, I keep asking these people that believe in masking, like, are you not driving in your car anymore then? I'm assuming you're not getting in your car. And they're like, oh, no, I'm getting in my car. I'm not worried about a car accident. And we okay. really don't. We all know that we can get killed in a car accident anytime we get out in the car. We all know it, every time we get in a car, we're taking that risk. But okay. most go ahead and get in the car anyway because we don't think it's going to be us. And right. we do everything in our power to mitigate the risk
0: mm-hmm. if you're not
1: texting or drinking. Um, so we try to mitigate that risk, and yet we still are willing to take it because the idea of walking everywhere we go does not sound very exciting. It's like why we want to live. We're going to take risks because we want to live.
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think, you know, we can really see that these teenagers, you know, what has been told to them, what is being passed around in, in their groups and masking is part of it, right? The idea that, and many kids have never worn a mask, seen a mask, even a medical mask, even in a doctor's office before this, right? Very few have ever seen it, have ever worn one, unless they've lived in Asia for an extensive amount of time. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, having to see this, realizing it's just, you know, it's like a science fiction movie, my gosh, we all have to wear masks to school, has the psychological effect that this is a really awful disease and it can kill everybody. It can, it's going to kill you. It's going to kill everyone. So I think that's, that was a great indicator of how, you know, what is kind of happening because of masking in part, but also because of what they're consuming, what they're talking about in their groups. I think, uh, you know, there is data that, does back this up. Um, the recently the CDC did a study of, um, the idea of risk, who thinks that they are at risk, um, and who doesn't. And the, the ratio is actually inverse to what you think it is. Younger people, they are very afraid. They think that they are at risk. Older people, they do not think that they're at risk. You know, they, they are not worried about it. And so looking at that inverse kind of curve that we should see inverse to the people who actually are at risk, right? People who are older are more likely to be at risk. People who are younger are less likely, but looking at the inverse of belief, we, we really should see kind of um, take that, take note of that and that, that that is what is happening in our communities and masking is a big part of that. The idea. And again, just the reiteration of this de- disease is so deadly And the idea that if I don't wear a mask, I'm going to kill people. And I have seen mothers say, you can't play with a child who's not wearing a mask, you know, because they might kill you or kill me or something might happen. You know, don't take it off. Just walk away from anyone who doesn't have one. Um, I've heard children say things, you know, if I pass someone without wearing a mask, I've heard children say, (gasps) Is she going to get us all sick? We, we're, you know, because she's not wearing a mask. The fear that this is causing, you know, is very detrimental mentally, and we can really see that um, as well in the uptick in suicides. We can see this in the uptick in depression. Um, but you know, we we really have to understand that this goes beyond just fear. You know, this has some biological consequences um, mentally for children wearing a mask because children really need us to show our facial expression. That's how they learn and grow. It's a big part of communication. Um, And I would, I mean, I'd love to get into that more, Delane, but I'd also, you know, want to hear your thoughts
1: if you have anything to add. That is so fascinating. I think that is so interesting. And I don't know if you can actually measure the emotional consequences, but I can't help but think about like the children growing up in Europe in World War II and how they were under constant fear of being bombed and constant fear of dying. And yet they weren't really under constant fear of murdering somebody else or killing someone else. So we, there's lots more to talk about. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back to discuss that. So stay with us. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time.
3: You guys, your customer service and everything, you guys are great. And the commercials talk about it, but I don't know if it really gives it true justice. People need to know this is maybe the most amazing product I've ever tried. It's so pure. It tastes so good. I'm just blown away by it.
1: Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA At the American Veterinary Medical Association annual convention in
3: Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at AVMA. Pure Light has invented a new type of LED light bulb that makes all other light bulbs obsolete. This new type of LED bulb acts like a $1,000 air purification system, only better. Put this light bulb in, turn it on, and within minutes, it starts cleaning and purifying the air and the surfaces around it. Well, I have a stinky dog, and so I put the four bulbs in within 24 hours. I could tolerate it, and then when I turned the lights on in the morning, I went back 20 minutes later... Nothing, no smell. The Pure Light LED light bulb performs seven functions besides providing light, including cleaning the air of all types of odors, any kind of smoke, of eliminating mold, and eliminating deadly germs like salmonella, E. coli, even flesh-eating bacteria. My kids who are grown up, say our house smells like old people' house. And so I put bulbs in the hallway, and my kids from Florida came last week and said, "Man, the house smells great. See for yourself at pure-light.com. That's pure Light. Com. It's the next generation of light.
0: Awesome an amazing day, friends. John and Chelsea Jubilee here. By now, surely you've heard us on Wayne, and you're wondering, what is this amazing protocol that reverses my medical ailments, helps me gain lean muscle, helps me drop my body fat, and gain hydration? Well, let me tell you what it is. It's a scientific sequencing of six things that you're going to do for 88 days and two weeks. And in this scientific sequence, your cells are going to open up and become porous like a sponge Instead of like a glass hard marble Inside is going to come your intercellular hydration And the eviction notice is coming to all the toxins and inflammation of your body That's why you reverse It's so simple You have Chelsea and I every week as live coaches on a live Zoom call All you have to do is call us today at 888-444-8895 Or log on to energizehealth.com
1: Welcome back. We are you are listening to the Loving Liberty Network. I'm your host today, Delane England, and we have Liberty Mom with us, Julie Richards. Julie, this has been so interesting and so informative. So is it possible to like is it can you measure the emotional damage that it does to kids? Obviously, we know that it has, as you discussed, but like is there a way to know how much? Is there a way to know to what extent? And and I'm, I'm sure there are some people that are more, have been affected by it more than others. Like, there are maybe some kids who maybe aren't that affected by it. Is that possible?
2: Um. Yes, it is possible. I think we really have to look at the age range. Um yeah. And the range of the kids uh, and how old they are. Kids who have very developed speech and are developed more cognitively probably have done better uh, with this and who are older, right? Uh, Our teens probably can understand a lot of these concepts. And so although the fear is probably really emotionally affecting them, um, they communication wise and biologically, you know, it's, it's probably affecting them less than the little, especially, you know, the kindergartners, the yeah. two year old, the babies, um, you know, the kids in elementary school, it's probably most heavily affecting them. The reason, the reason being, you know, I mean, well, we can take any age group, but if we start with, you know, babies, babies need to see people's full faces to learn how to communicate. They need to see your expressions. That's how they learn emotions. That's how they learn to bind to other people. That's how they know what you're talking about. It's really important for them. And so babies who come out of the womb, like many are right now, looking at a mom and a dad who have a mask on, is really detrimental to their development. It's really detrimental to bonding. It's very detrimental to um, their own emotional development and their ability to uh, learn speech. And so that's a really you know it's really difficult for them and and it can a- affect them with attachment issues later. Um, yes. I'm sure. And so that's extremely detrimental, but also for young kids, they're still learning emotions, right? I have a three-year-old son, and although I'd say, you know, he is pretty linguistically advanced, he still has to learn and asks me lots of questions about emotions. You know, why, you know, mommy, why does that person, you know, furrow their eyebrows? Why does that person widen their, you know, what does it mean when someone makes this face? What does that mean? And, you know, those, are, those kids are still developing, developing and this is really going to affect their psyche, you know, and affect their ability to really, you know, have stable emotions and learn, learn their emotions and learn that it's okay to let out their emotions. And so this is, you know, not just difficult on a fear level, but on a communication level and on a biological level, really learning to stable out those things. Um, as they grow up, so it really does have effect as, as far as measuring things, you know, as of right now, I'm not aware of any studies that are going on to measure, um, the emotional and psychological effects there may be, and and I hope uh, that there will be measures of what this does to kids and and what is going on because hopefully that will help us to really weigh the pros and the cons and and for the school you know school boards to really weigh the pros and cons um, you know in in a way that's fair and and just correctly. Um, something else I would like to just talk about with this, you know, that we need to open up is we need to really examine, you know, going back to kind of the fear, the idea that what is the idea that I'm dirty due to a child? Yes. What is the idea that I'm a germ spreader due to my child that I can kill someone due to my child? And I have a friend, uh, obviously she's not a child. She is, you know, in her twenties and she came to me and said, you know, during this pandemic is the first time I ever had a panic attack because I've been so afraid that I will be an asymptomatic spreader and that I will give it to my parents and my parents will die. I've seen no one. I've stayed locked in my room. I've had panic attacks. And if that can happen to a 25-year-old, what, what is the perception of yourself, right? When you are in this very vulnerable state of building your self-esteem and building yourself wor- worth, understanding the world, understanding yourself. If your perception is that I have germs and I spread them and I'm, that I should also be afraid of everyone else, you know, what is going to come out of that? Um, and in some ways, and this is a very strong word, but in some ways, I think that these effects are, you know, could be labeled as abusive, right, to these children. They're long-lasting effects on them. And this emotional abuse that they're going through and, and, you know, can really have long-term effects later of being scared of everything. Um, and so I think we really need to look at that and weigh that when you talk about what, what we're teaching our children through masking them and through what we're telling them rather than telling them you can build immunity, right? You are, you know, you're in you
1: charge of your health. Yeah, yes. You
2: can be in charge of your health. You can help the community by being healthy, healthy, by eating well, by exercising, yes. you can overcome this, you know, um, getting sick can help your immune system be stronger and it can also help with long-term disease later in life. So, you know, there
1: are consequences for very weakening our immune systems and our minds. You know, that is so true. And I find it's, we we do have some scientific evidence that living in fear is actually very, very detrimental to your health, that it really reduces your immune system. And it it is, you know, not just psychologically damaging to a person. Just think about it. if you're living in fear all the time it is really it really does affect you psychologically but then it also affects you physically and so i i do i do worry about our kids and i do believe i'm not a prophetess and i'm not you know like trying to predict the future but i am very concerned that we will come to really understand the seriousness of this decision with our kids because children are already growing up in kind of a crazy world and they're already suffering from some a lot of emotional and psychological problems Thus, we have a lot of children's don't know which sex they are. They're suffering from gender dysphoria. They're definitely suffering from um, emotional problems that they reach out and want to do drugs, even when they know intellectually they're harming them, but they just want to self-medicate. They want to feel better. And we know that this has been, this the drug use and the, the, um, ideology of wanting to commit suicide has just increased so much in the last year. And then the these long-term effects, we we can't even begin to measure these long-term impacts on our children and our future our future generations. And yeah, I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned for our children and and think it seems to me that it would be the best thing that we could do for our kids is to to give them this confidence that it's it's better to have a liberty than it is to have really anything else. I mean, that's just my perspective. Let's just be honest. You know me at all. You know, there's nothing that matters more to me than liberty. I love the author of Liberty. He came to liberate us, not just physically, but absolutely emotionally, spiritually, and, and, and psychologically. And I love liberty, and so I'm totally risk willing to risk my life and take risks because I want to mitigate because I love life, but I also want to live it. I don't want to protect my life and, by not having a life. I, I want to live it. So I wanted to just spend a minute. Our time is very short, but I just wanted to spend a minute about empowering parents. If your children are going to school wearing a mask, and you want them to not wear a mask or they don't want to, there are some things you can do. So even though in Utah the mask mandate for kids is still there, it is, it's up to the principal. They have the ability to, un, to eliminate that. So if you want to go within the mandates that we have, Get your friends together. Get some people at your school together and apply pressure to your principal and let them know we want our children. We're not asking for everyone. We're asking for those who choose not to to be allowed to attend. We're all given a constitutional right to attend school in person, and we also have a constitutional right to breathe free. And we want our children to be able to attend in-person school. And just for our children, those who want to be be given the choice, to be given the option. And it would have a huge impact on kids who are afraid of other kids. They will see that they don't have to be afraid of them. So the other thing is you can always get an exemption if you get a a note from your doctor. So go to your doctor if you're worried about just speaking out and just being, you know, saying I'm not going to mask my child go get an exemption from your doctor. And and it can be for medical reasons, psychological reasons, emotional reasons. And our time is up. And we hope that you will all do what you can to remember that we are the guardians of our liberty and hope you have a lovely day. Thanks so much, Julie. Appreciate you.
2: No problem. Anytime.